0: as a follower of Jesus, if I believe that God, the Judeo-Christian God, the monotheistic God, the Creator of the universe, if I believe in that God, I will operate under the moral standards that that God says are true. It's
1: not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode.
0: Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys,
1: thanks for listening
0: to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I am Jim Ramos here with my co-host Dale Culver, and we guys, we just want to say thank you again, for making this Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, so Dale, do you have a man word for me today?
1: Yeah, and I, and I was thinking about this. I don't think this is necessarily a man word, but a word that it's we a, word? Talk is it a about word that about uh, that it's going to take us into a, it's a not new, a
0: hyphenated word,
1: a cool realm. It's not a word with multiple <laughs> hyphens. Yeah, this word is fiction, and uh, <laughs> we, we there's a lot of fiction. There's no such thing as that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> It's all relative, isn't it? It's all my truth. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, uh, there's so much fiction anymore. It doesn't matter what news uh, channel I watch or anything. I just remember back in the day when I was a kid, you could turn on the news, and they just told you what was happening. And they weren't trying to convince you of something. It was just like, hey, this building burned down. It's just fact. We're at war. That's a fact. You know, whatever. It's just... You know, it is what if it is. If a boy
0: has a penis, that is a
1: male. Yeah. That's it, a fact. It, and it was easy to sort <laughs> out what was, you know, happening because it that's what was happening. And so today, uh, we don't, we don't, there's so much fiction. And, and it seems like the world loves fiction.
0: Well, and worse than that, the world uh, tells you that if you believe truth, you need to shrink back from that and get your facts straight because truth is not about the truth anymore it's about my truth mm. but you know Hebrews 10:39 tells me we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed but through faith are saved and so in this world more than ever we need to lean into the truth and I that's the one thing we get feedback every day we get feedback from guys saying man I just appreciate that you just speak it unapologetically and and that's the deal it it takes guts to do it but our world desperately needs the truth and if mm-hmm. we have to die on the hill of that hey where's the sword i'll jump on it face first you know that you know so speaking of truth on instagram landon z hit us up with a question and this is regarding a post that I, a meme that we put out there it said we are inundated with knowledge but knowledge is not synonymous with truth which is true we have more knowledge in our hand with our phone than we've ever had in the history of the planet. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is at our fingertips, but man, truth eludes us. Mm-hmm. And so this guy Lannon said, hey, uh, how do you know that? How do you know what truth is? Uh, he said last week has, which I, I would say, how about the last two years? But he said last week has made me feel like everyone is on shaking ground regarding what truth is. And truth is an age-old question. Pontius Pilate, when he was getting ready to... to deliver Jesus' sentence, ask Jesus, what is truth? People want to know what the truth is. And we live in a world that is trying to, honestly, there is a revival in our country of a religion called critical race theory or social justice. It is not some political thing. It is a religion. It is a worldview that basically is trying to confuse the truth and twist the truth so that people do whatever they want. And we've got to be really aware of this uh, lie that's out there floating around as Christians. I don't receive the truth of CRT because it isn't truth. I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus. And mm-hmm. so, so Pilate asked this question. Jesus answered it in John 14, 6 before Pilate asked it. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And so as I pondered Landon's question, and it's a great question. It, it may be the deepest question we've had. And I may hack this up to pieces, Dale, but we've got to realize something. There is my truth and there is the truth. My truth is my opinion. Mm -hmm. My truth is my perspective. My truth is how I see things. That may not be the truth. So how do I know what the truth is? And I would say the first thing I do is I have to judge the truth based on, this is very practical here, based on universally and unequivocally recognized truths. In other words, I know that if I have two rocks on my right side and two rocks on my left side and I put them together, I have how many rocks? Five. <laughs> Is that your truth? That's mine. I have four, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) trying to throw me a curveball. Dang it, I'm so confused. (laughs) Anyway, you have four rocks, right? If a child comes out of the womb and he has certain biological features, those biological features make that child either a male or a female. That is a truth. That's a biological, unequivocal unequivocal universally recognized truth, even though there are certain groups trying to question that nowadays. So C.S. Lewis wrote a book called Mere Christianity, and it is an amazing book that every Christian guy should own that deals with truth, and it deals with the question of God. And so if the first standard in recognizing truth is those are those things that are universally and unequivocally recognized as truth, the second thing would have to be what are the moral absolutes in this world, in this universe, that I can base my truth upon? And it's really interesting. C.S. Lewis said that every culture that has ever existed, every person who's ever lived, we all ask the same question. Is there a God? We all ask that question. Mm -hmm. I've never met somebody who hasn't because an atheist will say, well, I'm an atheist. And I'll be like, okay, so what... What does that mean to you? Oh, it means I don't believe in God. And I said and I say to them, wait, what? I don't believe in God. I'm I, what? You, well, you just said I don't believe in God, right? And they say, "Yes." And I say, "Well, you your statement of unbelief is actually a statement of faith. If you didn't believe in God, you would never say I don't believe in God because God would never be a concept that you've entertained. The very fact that you say I don't believe in God is a statement of your belief in something antithesis to God." So in actuality, you do believe in God because you just told me you do. You just reject him. And they, they just become unwound at that point because they can't comprehend it. We all have this God-shaped vacuum. We all have this thing that we want to understand who God is. As a follower of Jesus, if I believe that God, the Judeo-Christian God, the monotheistic God, the creator of the universe, if I believe in that God, I will operate under the moral standards that that God says are true, and I will adopt them as my own. And so for me, I judge truth based on the word of God, my understanding of the word of God, mm-hmm. that truth. But in the word of God, it never does say two plus two is four. So I have to go to universally and unequivocally recognized truths. And I combine the, the truth of moral absolutes that I gain from the Judeo-Christian worldview, I, I, I combine those with these universally and unequivocally recognized truths, and that's how I discover my truth. My truth is not subjective. My truth is not uh, up for grabs. My truth is not negotiable. It is actually the truth. So what my challenge is, and our challenge as men, is to take my truth and the truth and sync them up. They need to be the same thing. If my truth is not the truth, then I need to change I need to repent of my truth and adopt the truth. Does that make sense? Yeah, to me it does. So, so that's, that's, that's the big issue that we have to deal with in our society. So we cannot allow these people out here who are trying to redefine truth, we can't allow them to have their way. We have to call that out. We, when we hear those weird phrases out there that we've been hearing lately, and I can't put my finger on just one, we have to call that out. And we have to, in love... In love, speak truth. In love, mm-hmm. speak truth.
1: So uh, that's all I've got, man. You want to drive us home? man? make sure you head on over to meninthearena.org and grab your free copy of Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. And sign up to join one of our mini virtual teams by clicking the Join Our Program button. Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. Everyone wins.